0: Because when I first launched Agency, you know, promoting yourself as a diversity initiative was like the greatest thing ever. But then you start to think about the type of clients you're attracting and the type of money you want to make. So I had to reword how I was selling that. I was selling it quite militant and it was very much quite, yeah, like, we're going to increase your diversity because you don't get it right. That's not how you talk to people. You don't talk to people by telling them what they're doing wrong. You tell them what they're doing right and how you can help them do it even better.
1: Hi. Welcome to Black Tickulate, a podcast series featuring UK young black professionals, where we find out how they do what they do, so you can too. Or not. After all, it is your life. <laughs> Let's uh, kick off. But first and foremost, let me introduce Black Tickulate. Hey guys, for those of you who've never come across Black Tickulate, where have you been? Like, where, you have you been? where have you been? Where have they been? <laughs> <laughs> how dare they? Um, no, thanks for joining us. And Black Ticulate is real simple. It's a podcast that features UK young black professionals where we try to find out exactly how they do what they do so you can too. And the voice that you probably heard prior to me starting off like that was Priska Priska Moyesa?
0: Yes, Priska Moyesa.
1: Awesome. Priska. tell my, uh, my bosses, which is the listeners, who you are. <laughs> I like that. They are. I I am, really I'm like accountable <laughs> to them. You know, they're the reason why we do this really so let them know who you are and then we'll just chop it up from that
0: so my name's priska um i am a really bubbly Transparent person, but what I do for a living is I have a social media marketing agency. I say social first marketing agency, um, and we help brands connect with culture and connect with the unseen, connect with the people that they don't really represent per se, um, which is actually the majority. And we do that through creative ideas and social media production. That's the nutshell, but of course, we're going to dig into to me and, and stuff. As we go along, <laughs> do
1: you want to take over the comfort? Yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm ready. Yeah. I love it. Of course, we're <laughs> going to dig into that and stuff. I was
0: like, wait a minute. I'm sorry, guys? I have to say and that. And so, it's <laughs> you know, I'm <laughs> so used to being the producer of things. I'm, I'm not, I'm, am It's yeah. So I'm still getting used to to, to this. I but. see
1: that she's one of the few people I have sort of question why i'm asking for answers prior to meeting them because you guys regular <laughs> listeners will know what i do is i normally throw my guests just questions to help prompt me in so fast conversation if ever needed which is rarely needed because you know we're lit out here we're just in yeah. that combo <laughs> got this. but prisca was like um don't you just want to do it off the top um why do you need answers? Um,
0: I didn't say it like, like that. Wow. It was off email. So he's he's exaggerating the tone of voice right uh, now. It is
1: what it was. Do you know what it is? I, she, she was sweating me. I was like, damn. Just give me an answer <laughs> or two
0: at least. <laughs> because I I want you guys to feel like it's authentic. Um, and I understand why you're sending me questions. I always get the questions, but the answers. I was like, I don't know. But when you explained it to me, it made perfect sense. Gotcha. And it helped. It helped me actually. To get an idea of what I may have and wanted to say, And also the
1: agenda of the podcast yeah. in itself. I mean, it's I respect with all it. due respect to most of other podcasters where they have guests on. Yes, you can tell someone's story, and that's all good for them, right? Mm. But actually, how are you helping the listeners? And that's what I'm about, is give me the resources, give me the tools, you know, help me, as the expression goes, teach a man to fish.
0: Yeah, got to give people value, I'm with that.
1: 100%, give people value, you already know now, there you go. So let's chop this up then. (laughs) I always start with background, do you mind saying your age out here? Of
0: course, no, I'm 25. 25. I'm a 90s baby. Bang. I was born in 1992. Okay. So, right in between the weirdest transitions I think happening in British culture. I have loads of siblings, but... How many? Um, just have I have 12. Same, and same dad and same, same dad. Mother? Just same dad. Okay, same my mum has five kids um, and then my dad has seven with another woman and one he had prior. So, my right. oldest brother, um, yeah, he's in his 40s. So, that okay. that gives some context my older sister she's 9 years older than me and she's she's my best friend till this day and my older brother's 4 years older than me so she grew up in the hip hop era and my older brother grew up in the grime era oh. so i was like 9 years old knowing Things I shouldn't know, such as what's what? just just uh, you listen to like LL Cool J. I was listening okay. to TLC. Prisca's like,
1: licking the lips. I should yeah, say as, that oh my god, it's a lie. LL Cool J. J. I was, yeah, LL
0: Cool J. Oh my god, and I know all the words to doing it, and I shouldn't know all the words to doing it, and I knew that when I was young. But the Grime era, just um, Grime, was a lifestyle. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't. It wasn't almost. It was music. You remember the music. You remember the MCs, but it really was a lifestyle. You know, just the the vibe of everybody and the culture and i was right in the middle of that but also my brother protected me from the bad parts of um the bad stuff that was going on the the racial tension that was happening at the time um so i was able to see it but not get too involved in it which has helped shaped who i am shape who i am today yeah um so yeah that that's i guess that give you guys gives you guys a background a bit of background a little bit a little bit (laughs) but keep going oh my god like i love this already (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> wow, okay, big family noted, right? Yeah. Do you have any fun stories, any fun memories of growing oh. up?
0: So, um, do you know I just remember my sister's obsession with HMV and buying CDs
1: that's a throwback HMV she would you know? have every
0: single bit of technology so when um, like cassette players were in she had the cassette players when the Walkman came out my sister had the CDs and that's when like, she was playing a Walkman and then when the iPod came out she had the coloured iPod and she had like her name on the back because you could engrave your name on the back of iPods so just the memories of how technology shifted and uh, my sister studied computers science in uni so you just she's she's 34 now 33 34 that's really bad bad. she's
1: 33 she's
0: 33 um so when she was in uni obviously my understanding of coding and tech happened then so and I was I don't know how old I was when she was in uni I was definitely super young but I my understanding of technology happened through her because she had all this technology and then she went to study computer science so my memories were just learning everything as it was happening like mm. I never felt like I was just a child with toys and then became an adult I feel like I lived through her and my brother's adulthood quite a bit yeah um, it's funny because
1: yeah. actually I have do you listen to a lot of podcasts? Mm. Do you know about I'm the re- Do you know the Receipt podcast? Yes, I do. Okay, so I had Phoebe Park on.
0: Okay, yes. I know she's one of the three. There's she's one of the four. I know one of the four whoops, okay? As that's that's you good. know, that's I don't know, good. That's a good. But carry
1: <laughs> um, But again, her siblings were a lot older, so Oh wow. when she was growing up, naturally she was in a household of adults mm. as such. In comparison to her peer group, she comes across as she's older than she is just yeah. because obviously she was in a So it's interesting when you say things like, oh, okay, you actually knew about coding or rather technology or computer science through your sister, which then obviously influenced you, I assume, moving forward to how you're here today.
0: 100%.
1: Question then, join the dots for me. How does one start, you know, a social media agency Mm -hmm. initially? Now you've obviously branched out to become a social, well, a marketing agency. What were those steps? What was the what were you studying? And you know, let's bring it in. Let's bring it home.
0: Um, I'd love to say that my journey started um, as you would expect. You know, go to uni, you go to an agency, then you start an agency. But it was nothing is that like the that. Usual route? That is the usual route. That's just what that's what happens, right? But for me, it wasn't like that. So, because I grew up with an older sister and older brother, that were working and were tapping into things, I learned from their mistakes. So they always advised me to start um work experience very, very young and, yeah. and start picking up things. So like little things like work work experience in year ten, I knew to work in a retail store because I don't know how uh, old I was yeah, how old I, year 10? I I don't know. I think it was like thirteen or something. I don't know. I knew to work in a retail store. Is that legal? St- how young work experience. Can you start? Yeah, you're allowed okay. to do work experience. You do work <laughs> experience at school in secondary school. Um, you do like Dad, you do 13. like two weeks. Okay. So I knew to work in a retail store so that when I turned 16 and had my national insurance number, when I applied for a retail job, I knew that I could say I've had experience before. Mm. But I only knew those things because edge. my sister. Yeah, my sister helped me. So, anyways, moving forward, at 16, I went to obviously 17ish. I went to college and I studied right. media studies, film which, which studies. Which college? Name drop. Havering College. If anyone's is listening I from. Wow, I loved wow. it. It was it was honestly the best time of my life. College right. was amazing. The teachers were so good. The classes were so intimate. So you really do learn better than when you have better. See, that's the dagger coming out. Um, <laughs> you really do learn better when you have like small groups. Yeah. So it was just a great experience. But I think because I studied I studied sociology, right. so I was like I'm I've been You're obsessed with society. Anyway, like yeah. I understand what happens, what's been going on. I studied film studies, media studies, um, and communication studies communication part was my favorite surprisingly i was the only person in my a2 levels to get an a in my communication studies exam and okay. that's just because i'm just obsessed with how different people communicate i speak free languages yeah. so i think maybe english, that's why french. english french and lingala I'm from Congo, so that's like, yeah, Yeah, that's the the core um, core language. Um, So I've always been obsessed with communication, how different people interpret different words, tone of voice, um, and what the mediums we use. And communication studies taught me about the mediums we use to communicate, and obviously. um, And um, social media was was in there. So, oh my God, I don't remember the theories. There was like one called Norman, Norman, Forman, Storman. Something like that. Stalling. But social media was at the time, media was was the conversation, you know, saying something. And when you translate it in this medium, this is how people are going to interpret. It. And that's just really what I remember. I don't really remember it too no, much. But I was really obsessed with fashion shows. And okay. I used to watch America's next top model like every single week. Tyra I've watched every, I've watched Tara Banks. I've watched every single season. So very young I wanted How many to do. Seasons events. Are there now? I out think there's like twenty. Or wow. something. There's more than twenty. But I know it was like two a year. Some, it was just, two a year. It was it was weird, That's but madness. it's not ten, it's like twenty. It definitely is like twenty. Yeah. It's like twenty plus.
1: You see, I'm I'm trying to actually also derail you a little yeah, bit like, because Priska is she's media trained. I ain't gonna <laughs> lie to you. She's got I'm her narrative. Media she's, got her narrative. Like. she's not this even. Just... She's not pausing for a breath or nothing. <laughs> I'm like, I don't get her. All right, how many episodes? What this? Okay, no, <sighs> back to you. Come on, no, come on. I'm, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. So but, yeah, you obsessed but, um, so with I did, fashion. So
0: yeah, an event. So I. So at 16, my friend was like, oh, who wants to volunteer for my cousin's fashion show? So I was like, yeah, I do. Fast forward two weeks. It was in Soho um, and the cast of The Lion King were the models. No way. And it was a fashion show called B-Stitch and they literally just handed me a list of models and, and they were like, you need to figure out the schedule. You need to pick the music that they're going to run to. You need to put, dress them when they come in. You need to take their clothes off. And it was only me. And I was like, what the hell? And this is at 16. So I was very practical from the get. And that was really difficult, but I like, I like the adrenaline. Yeah. And then obviously studying media studies, you learn how to edit, you learn uh, cinematography, um, you learn how to just translate different skin tones on camera and how to, well, sorry, portray different skin tones on yeah. camera. Um, Not a
1: lot of people still know how to do that. Yeah. It's like I um, watched it was the making of insecure.
0: Oh yeah, he did a video yeah, on, the, um, on the different. Yeah, and I love that video because I learned that very early because yeah. my teacher was black. His name is Piankey. So ah, if you're listening, yeah, Pianki. He was a black man from Leytonstone. so he was like Jamaican and just that like, raw. He, was he didn't care about it. and he was rude culture. and he, oh, he, was, was, rude, he was, was he was rude, <laughs> Okay. but he was like straightforward <laughs> and I loved it. But he was so for the culture. Yeah. And then my film studies teacher was this old white man, and he was just like. It's very traditional, but very helpful, very encouraging. Communication studies was a white man, but he was so good. He was just, he he was amazing. So anyways, because I was obsessed with events and I was doing so many of events from like 16 to like 18, I studied events management at uni. Right. But I knew that my, my modules were marketing, project management, events, and like a couple other theories. So I knew that, that right. I was gonna do marketing in that. I just didn't want it to be core because I felt like marketing was quite traditional. When I would read the books on it, it college i was like this marketing is not the marketing my sister's telling me about cuz my sister was in this tech scene and she understood digital marketing at the time but okay. the marketing in the books were just like very like old school so anyways i studied events management did marketing um but while i was at uni i did a Which social uni? Canterbury Christchurch university the uni wasn't um Wasn't like the greatest because it was quite small, um, but it was a great experience. I love Canterbury. It
1: sounds like you prefer smaller groups though, because there's an intimacy aspect to it.
0: I feel like you just learn better when there's there's less noise in general. When there's less noise, you get to understand more personally. I I learn better when I have quiet and not too much noise. But I love, I love people. It's a weird relationship. but I'm sure we're gonna get to that.
1: My head. Are you introverted?
0: yes i am yeah i'm very very introverted but business so it makes sense yeah if i could choose i wouldn't talk to i wouldn't go to social events i wouldn't do podcasts and stuff like that but business teaches you that you, you teaches you there. different yeah. teaches you to just be out there so anyways um i started, did social media internship while i was in uni
1: i'm gonna pause you for a second guys you listened to prisca right the way she's like don't derail me out no. she's like, anyway <laughs> no, but, like, back God to my narrative i'm you know? nearly done anyway <laughs> no, don't worry guys you can skip if you want um <laughs> i'll just cut it out of trust <laughs>
0: but yeah um did a social media internship and that and then i increased their following in like a month so they kept me Who, on who's following so, I worked for a jewelry company called Astrid and Mew right yeah, and they 're still here today they 're doing so well they 're like in selfages i 'm still connected to the brand manager Amazing. and the founder so we 're like we're still we 're still good peoples and that made me realize that not only did I do all this theoretical stuff in events, I also knew how to translate what was going on with this jewelry brand onto social media and get people to come closer. Mm. So at the time influence marketing was called seeding, where you'll send bloggers items, you'd send them cards, like write personal notes, you would engage with them on social media, you'll repost their stuff. I did that in two thousand and thirteen. So what people are doing now, I did in 2013. So I felt like I was already ahead um, because I would draw inspiration from American brands. Um, and that just kickstarted it for me.
1: There's this, um, there's this book, and I highly recommend it, guys, if anyone's listening. But it's called, it's by Ryan Holiday, called Trust Me Online. I think mm. it's called Confessions of a Media Manipulator. And it literally echoes mm. what you were just saying about people sending or seeding as you said you know sending products making sure they try and get at least a feature by just building that sort of relationship with social influencers yeah which is awesome
0: yeah so being practical for me has just been um the gateway to starting my agency i mean it started out of frustration right um i applied for 40 jobs coming out of uni 40, I didn't did you forty, say? and okay. I didn't get no reply, and I was just like, "F this," and I'm just going to start my own thing. And at the time, I um. I already was seeing a lot of stuff about entrepreneurship and it was just like the messages that were coming to me were consistently about starting your own thing, leaning on your own knowledge, knowing that you've got, um, you've got enough, knowing that, you know, and I'm quite culturally diverse. So I was born in Grenoble, which is the south of France. And I've been there every single year. I came in, when I was a couple months old, but I've been there every single year. My mum only speaks to me in Lingala. And I learned English in school. So I've been very diverse in terms of the people I've engaged with. And I felt like that's inspired how I do business and and like what our USP is as an agency. So I just felt like, you know what, I have the source. I'm just going to start my own thing. I just registered my company. I thought, yeah, you register your company and I have an agency. (laughs) Um, And I did a few projects after that, which were amazing. Um, And I helped a few friends here and there with their social media marketing. But um, it was really a frustration.
1: I see that 40 uh, applications. I assume that you took your time to make them all individual and unique.
0: Yes, I did. And that's what made me like frustrated because I was like, I took my time. Right.
1: But let's talk about how one kickstarts off their own agency because you said you registered a limited. Is it limited company? Yeah. OK, so what's the process for
0: that? Cool. you like you know what entrepreneurship. You type You're in like, register company on Google, and then you register a company. But no, um, <laughs> I, I registered the company. I went online. It's like twelve pounds or something. I got the I got the letter, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> um, I was like, I does this, and then I just created social media profiles. Um, it's called Moyesa and Co. Okay, and spell
1: that because you know it's audio, so people could do multiple things. Cool.
0: So M O Y E S A. And the ampersigned CO dot. But on social media, it's more yes, Because okay. I don't like two A's next to each other. Yeah, like, that it's makes just sense. ugly, yeah, right? Yeah. don't make sense. <laughs> and, on, and the website is moyesa.co, which is obviously a play on that. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just started it. Um, I started the social media profiles and I started telling all my friends. I now do social media marketing. I now do marketing. I do consultancy and it's underneath my agency. So I just told everybody.
1: Awesome. Do you remember your first client?
0: My first client was JJ Boller, So he is a poet and he came to me and was like, I want to do a book launch. Oh, he came um, to you? Yeah, he came oh, to me, because we, we I kind of was connected to him on social media, but like, I would talk about social media all the time, <laughs> and amazing. marketing, and that's the best way to position yourself for something. You know, if, you, if people only know you for one thing, they start to see you as that one thing, right. and that's what I started doing. I didn't talk about anything else. Actually, that's a lie, I did, <laughs> but it was like black issues, it was like feminism, it was like Black Lives Matter, and that was, by default, people saw that something, being black, you would talk about at the time. So when I did speak about anything else, it was marketing. So that's what he knew me for.
1: You talk about feminism, Black Lives Matter movements and whatnot, by default. Time. Yeah. What do I you did, mean?
0: I feel like when, when people see a black person, black people see other black people, they assume that like if you've got, especially if you've got natural hair that you you understand you're feminism, you're woke, <laughs> right? So at, that was at the time when everybody was woke. Right, that was like you. 2015. So everybody was woke. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a thing. Like if you're black, you're woke. You I mean? If you go to SOAS, <laughs> if you go to SOAS, people don't know what that is. It's School of Orient Oriental and or African, African Studies. Studies. Like you're woke. Yeah. So that's where I used to hang out and stuff with my mates. Is um, it? Go so, on. yeah, um, that's actually where his first launch was. So he reached out to me and was like, oh, I know you've done events in the past. I want to help with this book launch. So I was like, cool. So we did the book launch on a rooftop and it was uh, amazing. Give
1: me steps. Give me steps. You know, JJ Bola.
0: JJ Bola. Abola. He's right. No, it's Bola. He's Bola. Congolese, so it's actually okay. just Bola. But gotcha. um <laughs> wow, <laughs> so, well, you
1: just really cut me down no, like that. No, no, you're we're like, just no. With, but like, no, we you know have to. It's, good. it's important. It's important uh, to get the names right.
0: It is. But I do know Bola's Nigerian yeah. name as well. So, um, yeah. but yeah, there's. Nah, I hear that. that there. So
1: he comes to you. He goes, Priska. Hey. Help a brother out.
0: Yeah, like I want to do this book launch. This is the budget. It wasn't a big budget at right. all. I want to have poets doing their poetry. So he
1: gave you a list of the poets he wants at his Yeah, event. He,
0: gave me a, he did give me a list. So that was great. It was great. It was definitely a collaboration. Um, he brought his ideas. I brought my ideas. Right. Um, and I made it happen. Um, I had two weeks to make it happen. Wow. And the venue nice. was we were confused about the venue so we went to visit a rooftop venue in Dalston, Dorstone Roof Park and I was like this is perfect, this is where it's going to be, it's going to be Unconventional, but the theme he had was hype your writers like you do your rappers. And my thing's also been bridging the gap between culture and brands. Yeah, so of course, hip hop is culture, and people, what people don't know a lot of the time is a lot of rappers ha- were inspired by poetry. We look at Biggie, we look at Nas, they were inspired by poetry, they were poets. Themselves. I mean, it is, it's poetry over yeah. beat, or you know a spoken mean? word over beat, S- such good poets. So, what JJ wanted to do is highlight that hip hop culture is actually a product of poetry. Um, so you know. When it came to the DJ, we made sure we had certain music that aligned with the theme.
1: How are you approaching these people? Like, how are you approaching the venue? So, so the venue was
0: a venue was just our network. We just knew a couple people here, and that's one thing. I mean, I don't want people to stress about networking. Because right. I don't think it's going to make your career. I feel like value and working makes your career, but networking helps. It yeah. does help in certain areas where you might find it a little bit more difficult. No, I hear so, that. yeah, so got the venue and then, oh, my God, it feels like so, so long ago, but we la- put the... Put the event details on Eventbrite, but also what I had to do is a PR strategy as well. So I did a press release for him because okay. um, I had I did what's I did up, that at that? uni. So a press release is basically when you put information down about the event or release you're having, make it newsworthy. So so you can send it to press journalists and get them to either cover the event or cover the author or cover the person doing the brand or ever doing the event so that once the event has, launch, has is done, your brand still gets a bit, a bit of coverage mm. and it helps with the sales of whatever you were trying to promote. Right. So that's why a press release is good. So I did that, sent it to so many journalists. And luckily, this amazing woman called Marta, she worked for The Guardian. So oh, wow. she, she got back and she was like, I would do it. And she came down to the event. Um, So that was sick.
1: Is there like a database of press that you had? Or is there a certain platform that you could go to where you can just... I guess, seed your mm. press release and whoever picks it up, picks it up?
0: So at the moment, I actually have a database of people, have access to events and stuff like that. But it's quite... it's that, That's quite, your own personal one, is it? It's something I pay for. It's oh, quite okay. expensive. But I'm actually trying to do something now. So this would be a good plug, where I want to help small bloggers and smaller agencies with the, that network. And so I want to do something where I can give people some help in that area. Yeah. But at the time, it was just straight LinkedIn and Google. Okay. I, I looked up, the Guardian, or I went on their website and these different um, publications, these different magazines and news outlets, or whatever, and I was just like, who's who wrote this piece? Because obviously you have to make sure that the person you're reaching out to aligns with what they already do. Yep. So I looked for people in like the book a section of it and then I'll just look them up on Twitter, Instagram, Google and find their email.
1: So that was your first client?
0: Yeah, that was my first client and the yeah, an event was great. Gig showed up. Amazing. Gig showed up to the event Eddie Caddy showed up. Um, that
1: was strategically planned or was that like was it a case of oh my god you send out
0: the invites right you send it out and you know you you say you know you you do what you can you grind you you send out send it out to the people that you want to show up you send out to people that you can connect with and then you just pray that they show up and gigs showed up and i was standing next to gigs and like i said earlier in the podcast i grew up kind of grime um and although gigs is rap he's not grime he was still within that that time and it was just like a bit starstruck but when you're at work you're at work um so it was amazing to have him there um and the event went so well marta cover did an interview with jj but she did it for an american publication and that helped him connect to america because he went to america a couple months after that and that helped him and his brand so you also want to do uh you want to reach out to people that will help build the person you're working for. It's not just about coverage. It's about coverage that will help them with their next project. And now Jay is on these, like, I think he's on his fourth book or something. So
1: amazing. Congrats. Congrats, I guess. And I'm sure he's bringing you along with him. I hope.
0: Yeah, no, he's actually, he's still, we're still really good friends. Um, and he helps like when I, when I like reach out to him, he actually really does help. He's helped me with the last client I had, and I don't do events very much. After JJ, we did a lot of social media work. I did a lot of work with freelancers and worked with startups. Okay. Um, but when I do do events... Because um, that's how I kind
1: of know you via startups as opposed to individuals. Yeah, yeah. And you help build their brand awareness, predominantly via social media channels and obviously PR strategies and the likes of... Okay, so are there any specific resources and tools? I mean, you mentioned a database that you're going to sort of help individuals if they come to you. You can possibly at an affordable price. But any other tools? You mentioned LinkedIn, Google.
0: You have Email Hunter. Email Hunter is a good hack. Okay. You can add a extension on your Google Chrome. Mm-hmm. So when you go to LinkedIn, you can actually click Email Hunter and next to their name and it comes up with their email. <laughs> so Look at that. That's one guys. That's a light pro tip there. <laughs> that's one guys. Hack. Um something else called Rocket. Rocket is probably a little bit better than Email Hunter cuz they're blocking Email Hunter cuz everyone figured it out. Yeah, yeah. So Rocket <laughs> is a new one. Um Other resources. It depends on... on, What it is you want to specifically do. I think when when it comes to social media, I mean, you have... If you want to do, like, scheduling, you have something called Hootsuite. Yeah, when it comes to tools, it's a weird one. I'm I'm not a really tall person because... I just think it's just I don't know. I'm just very I'm just very like gritty and hustly and put in the work. Use your hands. Just be more resourceful. Yeah, yeah, don't I'm, necessarily Yeah, be work so. with what you have, especially because, you know, we there's only, we're only a team of three. So don't let anyone fool you. You need to minimize overheads. So yeah. I try my hardest to work with what I have much rather than spend it on something I don't have because I'd rather spend the extra bit of money on, you know, getting an extra day in for like my other employee do you know what I mean Um, well there's only me my manager director and one employee so I'd rather spend money on her
1: so speaking of which then what are your overheads and how the hell did you build a team because I mean the story we've got so far from you is four year job applications 40 Rejections or just no?
0: It was. Re- it was. It was. They didn't even reject. Didn't even it's silence. <laughs> just silence. Just silence. Eh. Just pure silence. It's like nah, that ain't it, dog. That yeah. Ain't it, dog. It's it's like, saying, mm-hmm. like you know Charlemagne. What? <laughs> nah, <laughs> that ain't it. <laughs> when he said that, I was like, what? A, what a guy? He's like, he's the and one, like, I really he? like Safari, so yeah. I was like, oh, that's Safari, but that's funny as hell. Because like, he listened. There was a pause, then he was like. Nah, that's nah. <laughs>
1: right. And you know, for Safari, he did drop some hot bars. As he did. Well. And he, he was
0: like, no, 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 no.
1: no, no, no. Charlemagne was going to do that regardless. Oh, you can tell. He's, finished. <laughs> he's
0: so, oh, that guy. He, he's great, though. I love Charlemagne. Yeah. So you're like, mm-hmm.
1: okay, I'm going to start. And then yeah. with you starting, you obviously started solo. And then you had yeah. a first client with a two week window, and you pretty yeah. much smashed it out of the park, as far as mm. I'm concerned. So what was your next? Point of call like insofar as growing your business because you now say there's three mm. of you, yeah. How did that come about?
0: So, in terms of growing, like I said, reaching out to everybody you know, like I have a few friends that have their own businesses as well. Like my boy Alex, he owns Camusi and he's like the best person in this world. He owns down Camusi, he has okay. an agency, a Amazing. design and innovation in agency called Camusi, and he is the plug, has been the plug. So, mm. I, every time I'm like, I need clients and tell people don't be ashamed to say i need clients say so referrals i've been ref- using referrals up until this point but now we're going to do more business development and reach out to more people but how i kind of got to f- how i kind of got to free people i mean first before i had my managing director i had a woman called mona and i found mona on social media so in her bio she had um advertising um student undergrad in her bio so we just followed each other you know just
1: in her bio went advertising
0: she had an advertising undergraduate in her bio on twitter what does that even mean advertising oh, sure, she, undergraduate. Studi-
1: she studies advertising gotcha okay i <laughs> thought she was advertising no, 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 undergraduates no, 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 no. for what advertising yeah. like she okay, studies advertising she,
0: yeah. so i just reached out to her and i said oh do you know anyone who's willing to intern um it will be paid i believe in paid internships um when you can or if you don't think you can pay offer some type of incentive or make it remote so people don't have to spend too much money or whatnot so I was like oh it's paid um and I bootstrapped my agency so I worked full-time while I was running my agency this whole time um because I believe in putting your own money up before anyone puts money up for you no doubt yeah so I reached out to her I said do you know anyone who wants to intern she was like oh I want to I was like oh okay so we had a conversation she lives in Newcastle so she had a conversation and then um yeah she was she was working for us so
1: what was she doing what was her role
0: she's the head of all things strategy so she was helping with like ideas but in putting those ideas together and kind of getting them to the execution phase um and also just outreach like potential clients and just helping with like figuring out what the agency really is I mean I've taken a lot of time to just figure out what the agency is and I don't feel ashamed about that you're not gonna get it the first time around I feel like the last two years has been a lot of do we want to do this are we standing for this and do we stand for that and
1: why do you say you're not ashamed of that why does anyone made you ashamed
0: um people don't talk about not getting it and not understanding who yourself? That's not a conversation people have, and very often I had low points in you know managing this agency, and it's not easy. Business is the hardest thing ever. Like, of don't let, let anyone fool you. If anyone had to ask me, would you rather work for somebody or start your own business? I'd be like, I mean, I don't think I could breathe unless I'm working for myself. However, I don't think there's anything wrong with <laughs> working for anybody yeah. else because it's hard, and so people don't talk about this, the the difficult times. And um, it was quite difficult just trying to figure out what, I am and what people want because what your clients want may be different from what you stand for you know at first I was about you know making sure that we have diverse faces on social media and I still am that's at the core of what we are but sometimes in business you need to translate that in a way for the people that you want to hire you understand Yeah. and so it's little things like that that I had to try and figure out over the last two years.
1: I I see where you're coming at Priska I do but I mean, there is no buts. There literally is no buts. I'm just curious to know what was the story behind you saying, oh, actually, now I'm going to, I guess, pivot to something a bit different than what is expected of me. Really, truly,
0: what the market is at, because when I first launched Agency, you know, promoting yourself as a diversity initiative was, like, the greatest thing ever. But then you start to think about the type of clients you're attracting and the type of money you want to make, you know, the business is about making money really and truly, so I had to reword how I was selling that. I was selling it quite militant, and it was very much quite um yeah, like we're going to increase your diversity because you don't get it right, that's not how you talk to people. you don't talk to people by telling them what they're doing wrong, you tell them what they're doing right and how you can help them do it even better, yeah so we still make it very clear um, when we work with clients that we will help you increase diversity and increase the stories, the representation of stories of people. You know, we make that very clear. But the way we do it is is we we make sure we complement what they already have. And that's not just even a business move. That's just, that's just a reality. You know, these businesses that we want to work with have been working for so long and they've been in business for so long. So, you know, we aren't, they're not completely doing it wrong. They just could do it a little bit better. Um, yeah, yeah. So you just realize where the market is and you just realize where you need to fit in. And at the time it worked for a little bit. But then I realized it wasn't really working in the long run. It was a short-term, short-term move. So that's what caused us to just reword it a little bit into just creative. And plus, if you're going to be diverse, you don't actually need to say it. You just need to do it. Yeah. You know, so that's Um, what we are. When you look at our portfolio, it's very clear that we're quite, we represent quite a a wide spectrum of people. And, And that's just what it is. We don't have to talk about it too much. We just do it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, we, I'm looking at the time, I'm pretty much going to wrap up, but is there anything that we haven't discussed that you feel like it is important for the listeners to know, my bosses, mm. regarding, you know, just setting up and just getting out there and just growing their own business?
0: You are your worst enemy a lot of the time. You know, those tiny voices in your head or those tweets you see or those statuses you see making you feel like you're not doing enough are a distraction, they're nothing but a distraction. And I'm not extremely religious, but I do believe in like the saying that the <laughs> like the enemy of progress is and stuff like that. Um, and sometimes you are your own enemy of progress. So literally, when those negative thoughts come in, just say, oh, you're a distraction. You're a lie. You're a lie. It's a fraud. Like Oprah says, it's a fraud. Um, <laughs> just, just, Just acknowledge that stuff as a distraction and put yourself out there. I don't know who my next employee is going to be unless I see them. So unless I can see you doing your thing, I won't know that I need to have you on my team. It's the same thing as potential clients for us. Unless we put ourselves out there everywhere, how will they know we exist? So you need to be really unapologetic about what you do and own it. And even if you feel like you're not where you want to be, you're still probably better than where you was. And growth is the true metric. For me, success is growth. Mm. I mean, I wake up every day and I'm just grateful. And I feel like that's what I want people to learn is to just be grateful for what you have. Because if you're not grateful for what you have, you won't have better things coming. And that's just the universe, right? So I I just want to encourage people to just go for what you want to go for. You know, um, very often you hear things about, you know, millennials not starting businesses and being too young. I mean, Tupac died at age 25. They don't really talk about that. He was technically like our age when he's he was younger than us when he started and he was as successful as he was so why why would you doubt yourself you know when somebody like Tupac and Biggie Biggie died when he was like 23 or something or 24 yeah do you know what I mean so you've got this don't let age even hold you back either
1: no I hear that and I think those are amazing words to I want to say finish on that but there are just a couple of things we've spoken about some tools there's a part about training courses Mm -hmm. you mentioned general assembly yeah what's that
0: so general assembly are just they do courses they do marketing courses um, and it's the only one I know okay. um, however when I was learning marketing a little bit because I, I was self taught so of course I did it at uni but after that you still have to, you have to kind of tune up yeah. tune up on like whatever's going on so I would like go to i'll go to americans because they're already ahead of us in terms of like where they are in terms of the marketing industry and i would just go on go on their webinars download their worksheets and stuff like that so general assembly is something you can directly pay for and get what you need but look into people like gary vaynerchuk look into people that um i don't know just you just have to use google like Mm. i can't i wish i could say to you guys this 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 but the people I probably listen to may not even still be around right now. So just go to Google and just type in marketing workshop, uh, marketing webinar. And But you also can go to platforms like Sprout Social, Hootsuite. They, those are social media scheduling tools. Yeah, social um, media management tools. Management yeah. tools. And they do webinars for free because obviously that's how they kind of get their brand out there. So go on their pages and learn a little bit about marketing and stuff like that. They're a great tool to use as well.
1: Awesome. And then <laughs> I'll ignore this part. But no, yeah. I want to. <laughs> what did I say?
0: I asked about okay oh. qualifications,
1: right? <laughs> and my girl must have answered, yeah, two one or two two. I was like, what? You know, I
0: was I was probably half asleep, guys. <laughs> like, you know because I mean? uh,
1: the question often is, is like, in order to do what you do for a living, what is the qualifications that are needed, right? Mm-hmm. And Prisco just wrote two one two two.
0: I was like, okay. <laughs> do you know what? Um, ignore that, guys. You don't need yeah. no degree for one. Yeah. You don't need a degree. I just didn't understand the question. That's but you cool. don't. You don't need no. You don't need a degree to to do marketing. You just need to be practical. The best way is to like, you know, just say to your friend, like I. At, there was a time where I didn't have any clients, and I was like to my best friend, "Let me take pictures of you every single week. Post it on social media. I'll create your captions for you. Design like your pages." And I got her clients just through that. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. got her clients through that. So sometimes you just need to reach out to a friend and say, let me manage your social media account, you know, and get experience that way. You don't necessarily need a degree. I mean, that's
1: fundamentally what it is, right? If you're going to be employed by a client or anything, they just need to actually see you, your execution and you actually doing what it is you claim to be able to do.
0: And that's literally it.
1: So however you do it, just do it. So what is the worst the worst piece of advice you've been given?
0: Charge hourly okay don't well, do that why because we all know that life is up and down because you might say to somebody I'm going to charge you 100 pounds for five hours that's that's bad by the way but you might say you're going to charge someone 100 pounds for five hours but it really will take you seven hours to do then what happens to those two hours do you know what I mean you just you've you you do not get paid for that and then you're going to feel run down you're not going to feel passionate about the project so charge um charge like a lump sum for like certain deliverables if you're doing something like web design um, or charge daily or just charge monthly just charge monthly and break down what that covers but never charge hourly don't do it
1: yeah so are you ready for the quick five questions your answers hopefully they are going to be quick but uh let me give you a second so other than your profession which we all know is you slain it in the social media comms and marketing yes arena if you were to do a TED Talk other than that, what would it be on?
0: The power of culture and coming from different different backgrounds and being in different situations and how that really is like the best tool to navigate through this world.
1: Being different is the best tool.
0: Being, diff- being from different, going through different things, good and bad, is the best tool.
1: Okay, awesome. Your last five pounds on earth what are you spending it on <laughs>
0: brown rice and black beans
1: wow you said <laughs> that without <laughs> without a skip of a beat yeah brown, brown rice and, rice black, and black, beans. black beans i mean the, you're the, vegan aren't you i'm <laughs> vegan right so obviously
0: you need food to survive and if it was my last five pound i need food to survive just right? the next day so yeah I no brown that. rice and black beans if you buy like a packet of brown rice and black beans that'll last you probably like two weeks
1: serious yeah damn okay so black articulate is What's your favourite English word?
0: Oxymoron. (laughs) Oxymoron. (laughs) I just just love the word. Like, it's such (laughs) a good word. And it means, like, I love it when people put bad things and good things together. Okay. In general. Like, I've just highlighted that bad and good helps you. So that word, like, sums up to have something, like, really bad, but with something good, and it still makes sense.
1: No, I hear that. I hear that. It's an
0: oxymoron. Like, my life is an oxymoron. Yeah. No, I can see that. It really is.
1: (laughs) Um (laughs) Success. The second person that springs to mind when I say the word success. My mum. She's a second, is she? She's the second. Who's the first?
0: Myself. Myself. Put yourself first. Like, I used to think that you're not allowed, but you have to put yourself first. So I come first when I think success. Then my mum comes second. Um, because she redefined what success meant to her you know she started her own business from our kitchen and now she's like the sole. she like she sells like Congolese food it's like a Congolese um basic cassava but it's it's called kwanga and taba Daba's like lamb and she sells that to people but she also sells it to like you see, like Asian shops and corner shops that sell like plantain and yam mm. and stuff like that. She wholesales to them, like all over London. Amazing! Um, and she started that, you know. How did we not find this store when I told about <laughs> it growing up? Because I knew we'll put it in the NB. It's, but yeah, okay. she's really been. And My mum is like the most ruthless business person I've ever known. She doesn't care about. She doesn't care about anything but like business. Um, mm. she also she cares about her family, but I mean, outside of that, she's a true businesswoman. Um, and she teaches me a lot. And she's she's a single mother. And she started that like after like divorcing from my dad and she'd been grinding. And my mum is like so comfortable when it comes to money. She's like gone clear. Like is she's it? good. And yeah. Like, yeah, she's my inspiration. She's success. She is success.
1: Amazing. Well, this is a penultimate question. Before I ask you how we can find you in the world wide web. Yeah. The question is, how would you like to be remembered
0: I'd like to be remembered as somebody that helped many, many, many people create generational wealth. I feel like the money we make here, the legacy we leave is not for us. It's for our children. Um, And generational wealth is ultimately what a lot of people are lacking. So I want to help people create that.
1: And how can the bosses find you on the World Wide Web? And when they do, what would you like them to do?
0: So my name is Priska Moyesa. everywhere. So it's P R. I-S-C-A-M-O-Y-E-S-A on everything. So luckily nobody has my middle name. (laughs) So you can find me on everything. Just say hi. So I know where you guys come from. It's just the marketing in me. And just reach out. Like if you want to meet up for coffee or if you want to get in a phone call and just ask me questions about marketing. If you want to help with your brand. That's what I'm here for. Um, So, yeah, just reach out. Yeah. Say hi. I love talking to people. I really do. Like even though I do like small groups, I do love talking to people yeah. and helping people. I feel like we're here for a purpose and my purpose is to help people.
1: Amazing. Prisca, you've been a gem. Oh my god, this and has been so fun today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is so and fun. <laughs> guys, as always, listen. If I'm slipping, if black tech like slipping and you're like, you got Prisca on and you didn't even ask her XYZ, get at me because I'm always accountable to you and yeah, trying. to let's be do Let's do this again. Let's do this in like a couple months. So, part yeah. two what what.
0: So
1: thanks Hey guys, we really appreciate you listening and if you have any feedback, please leave it in the comment section below also all the info about the guests the links and the resources we speak about will be in the description below and last but not least please 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 do get in touch if you can teach us how you do what it is you do because after all Black Tickler is all about empowering and upskilling the community thanks guys you're the best see you soon